0: Hey, 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 Youth Ministry Nation. I'm Kurt. This is AC. Let's talk Youth Ministry. Let's do it. Boom. Dude, good to see you. How are you? you? Good. Okay. Um, We've got a lot of stuff today. First of all, uh, most people watch this podcast and watch it on YouTube or they're on the More Than Dodgeball website. However, starting this week, some people for the first time are listening in iTunes. Yes, So you can subscribe on iTunes and get the audio version of the podcast. And that way you can listen to it while you're on the yeah. treadmill or while you're driving in your car if you don't care to watch. Yeah. And of they course, don't look, have to look, look what they're missing if they're not watching, <laughs> you see. But they also don't have to look at the quality of the show. <laughs> That's true. Today everything's a little bit crooked. Did you notice that when we were in setting up? Oh yeah. Right, it's like our tripod fell off, got thrown out of somebody's yeah. car and got bent up or something. Did
1: we th- had a very hard time getting our, our, our things squared up. Yeah. And this is a this is probably the fastest show we've put together
0: yes Well, down. you didn't tell me we were doing one until i came in to say hi and let you know i was running off to my junior high life group and you said can we do a show first yeah so junior high life group guys i'm gonna be a little bit late he's gonna be a little bit late <laughs> but okay. for, for good, good reason fend for yourselves for just run reason. around the neighborhood do tear the house up don't tear your house
1: <laughs> the, neighbors up. the neighbors
0: love it the neighbors love it okay first of all last yeah. week we held this up, we wanted to give away some prizes. Yep. I didn't know what it was, I thought this was gonna be a stumper, yeah. but we had like 15 people <laughs> email, yeah, email us, us with what apparently all the same answer. Um, Josh with Hurley. Pictures with pictures
1: everything. yeah, good job. Josh
0: Hurley mm-hmm. was the first gentleman to email us correctly, yeah. and basically what everybody agreed this is, is it's an old lantern where you would take the top off, I should not have screwed it on so tight. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Good gosh! You take the top off. You put a, a, a candle in there. Yeah. You light the candle, screw the top back on, and then the light of the candle shoots out here, and it's a lantern that you would carry around. Old school yeah. lantern. So Josh Hurley is the winner. Here's what we're going to do. Josh, you need to email us back at the same email address at talk youth Ministry. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Talk yeah. youth mystery at gmail.com. Yeah. Anybody else can email us with show topic ideas, questions. Yeah. Josh, we just need your mailing address. And what we're going to send Josh, it's something that everybody should buy anyway, mm-hmm. but we're going to give it to Josh. Is we're going to send him an entire from our good friends at Simply Youth Mystery, an entire Jesus-centered suite. Yes. A suite oh, that's of awesome. products that are all Jesus-centered. We're going to send him Rick Lawrence's Jesus Centered Youth Mystery book. Mm-hmm. We're going to send them like the volunteer pocket guide to the same book. It's like the Cliff Note versions. Awesome. So the youth pastor reads the book, the textbook. He or she can purchase several copies of the pocket guide for their volunteer team. We're going to send them a Reframing Jesus DVD curriculum for teenagers and one or two copies of Reframing Jesus, the devotional that I wrote with Rick Four. Students. Are you going to
1: sign all these? Because I'm sure you've had a hand I in some. I can't.
0: I can't sign them. I've had. I, I. My hand was in two of the four. I, I'm, I'm the teacher on the video curriculum, and I helped write the Reframing Jesus book. I'm not going to sign them because they're coming from Simply Headquarters out in Colorado. Okay. So, Josh Hurley, congratulations. Everybody else, go to simplyyouthministry.com, mm-hmm. click on the Jesus-centered stuff. There's some really, really good brand new things. Okay. i got to set the timer so that we... Set the timer now for about 15 minutes because yeah. we've been going for five. Here's what we're going to do. We go. You called this, you called the shot, the sh- those video shot. So yeah. you know the questions. I don't. What we're going to do is we're going to rotate. We've got three questions today. The yes. first one, you answer, I'll give commentary. Okay. The second one, I'll answer, you give commentary. The third one, you
1: answer, I give commentary. Okay. How's that? I don't even know what you just said, but I'll... okay, you lead me as we go. Okay. Okay, first question. (laughs) Yeah. This was interesting. First question was uh, from a student. He's a literal student who's 17, running the youth ministry at his father's church. Um, Wow. Saw our last episode and was like, it was great, but for him, he's not taking over for anyone. He's kind of stepping into the unknown, into this world, and it's like, okay, what are some of the things that I need to do gotcha. off the bat to start so, this thing from scratch to get yeah. things so going? On the last show, we really talked mostly about if you're taking over a, an existing
0: youth ministry, yeah. what are some things to do, once, so what are some things, things not to do? to do? He's saying, I'm not taking over, I'm starting
1: from scratch. <coughs> yeah. All right, yeah. go. Um, That's a great question. Man, starting from scratch, I think if if there's anything, um, you may want to take some time to kind of like identify um the students that are in your ministry, um, do they come with mom and dad? Are they active? Are they just you know there? Do they just show up because they're there, um, or are do you have a you know a lot of students where mm-hmm. you could maybe do something like, hey, what if we did after service? just to get to know each other, we just started some type of relational thing after or before service just for the students. Mm -hmm. So you didn't start this thing, you didn't break off into your own or start this day. You really just started with kind of getting to know the students and where they are. So you said an hour before service, we're gonna have donuts, and we'll play a game, or we'll do and something. And we'll all go to church together. And we'll all go to church together. And you just start off a little bit small, um, small, okay. getting to know the students, getting to yeah. know the parents. Yeah. And with you being such, so young, um, I think building some credibility with with parents uh-huh. would be a huge, would be a huge win. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, Well, I would focus on something you said last week. You said if you're coming in new to an existing ministry, relationships, relationships, relationships. Yeah. I would say that's the case even if you're start, starting from scratch. Yeah, Just build relationships. Yeah. You know, the, the relationships are the foundation of what you're going to build on. Yeah. So, you know, eventually you're going to start Bible studies <clears throat> in small groups and a weekend program. Yeah. But if the students that are there already know each other and yeah. feel like they're in relationship, that stuff will all take root much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, kind of like you said, I would start with what I have. Mm-hmm. So I would take the, the spiritual pulse of the students that are coming. It might be three or four students that are coming to this yeah. brand new youth group. Well, are they three or four super churched Christian kids? Yeah. Because what you do from day one with super churched Christian kids would be different than what you do day one if you said, you know what, the students that are coming, their parents don't come, they're not Christian students. Yeah. Uh, they don't know Jesus. Then you need to start there. You know, yeah. kids who don't know Jesus, you need to introduce them to the basics of Christianity and who Jesus is. Christian kids, you probably need to help them grow spiritually and begin to reach out yeah. to their to their lost friends. So I would just start with what you have, and I would also just if I was starting brand new, you're 17 years old, you're not getting paid a ton of money, if anything, to do this. You're doing it part time, obviously. Um, at the at the most, you're doing it part time. Just start small. Mm-hmm. Just baby steps. Yeah. You know, you you're a young youth ministry. You're not a miniature youth ministry. Miniature means we're just like the church down the road but smaller. Yeah. Young means no, there's ba- nothing there. We're yeah. babies and yeah. there's a whole lot of stuff we just don't do yet. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you do one activity a month and it's very low hanging fruit. You go to you go to burgers after church yeah. once a month. Maybe you do one midweek Wednesday night or Friday night Bible study a month. You just baby steps. Yeah see what god does and just grow it slowly you're 17 years old you're in a brand new church it's a smaller setting nobody's expecting you to
1: be to have a full-fledged youth ministry i would even say utilize your pops he's the pastor so take his message from the weekend and then say hey dad how can i help me form some questions something yep. if you start yep. a like a midweek yep. something i like it and then just utilize that so you, you're not necessarily thinking oh i gotta be c- creative and i gotta Right. Just piggyback off what they're yep. hearing the weekend, and then apply it to their everyday life. I think that could be that could be a great yep. start for you. And
0: I would say this:
1: the one thing that he can do from the beginning
0: is the one thing that most churches are trying to redo or undo, yep. and that is, from the very beginning, he can make sure that the youth ministry and the adult church are integrated. Yeah, at certain levels, not yes. all the time. Yeah, right, but. We are trying to take two completely siloed ministries, adults in this building, youth in this building, and we're trying to figure out when can they come together? Yeah. How do we shorten that gap between them? What's the best time? He gets the opportunity from the very beginning to build into the DNA some aspects of intergenerational, we go to church together, we minister together. Again, he's not going to do that all the time, but... From the very what beginning, areas, what are some areas? You,
1: you, you, you will win early if right. thinking about this right now with yeah. parents, with the church, even with the students because they're already doing You're not taking something away, you're just thinking a little bit more critical about what's mm-hmm. already going on. Gotcha, Great. all thought. right, what was the next question? Um, second question is um, websites. Good, bad, he's trying to figure out a way how can he best communicate what's going on with the ministry. Should he do a website? If he should do a website, how robust should it be? Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, my two cents, it's not
0: a website question. Mm-hmm. It's a how do we get information in front of people and build a little bit of community outside of the four walls of the church and the activities that we're doing. Yeah. Um, so a website might be the best way to do that. It might be a terrible way to do that. You mm-hmm. know, A website, more than anything else, all online stuff, Facebook yeah. page, Twitter, all that, is only as effective as you are engaging with it, yeah. right? If it's static, it's dead.
1: Yeah, so nobody's gonna...
0: Nobody, if, 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 you, if you're all in Instagram for a week or a month or whatever, and then your Instagram, your youth group Instagram account goes stagnant, yeah. people quit following, nobody they quit chatting.
1: engaged. If your yeah. Facebook
0: page goes stagnant, if your website goes stagnant. I do think we are in a day and age more than ever since websites came into existence that it's kind of gone full circle. We didn't. We never had them, and then we were all about them. And now I would say you, you don't necessarily need a website nowadays yeah. with Facebook pages and all that. There's lots of easier ways. Yeah. If you're gonna do a website, I think recognize that parents are probably more likely to visit your website than students, mm-hmm. um, unless you make it super robust with chat rooms and Q&A yeah. <laughs> and you know whatever. Like a reason, even that, you got to give tough. a reason yeah. for teenagers to come and visit, yeah. and they probably won't. Yeah. So I would use my website mostly for an online, easily updated, constantly evolving calendar, Mm -hmm. communication for parents, first timers who are new to the community and they happen to visit your church's website and they just wanna know what the youth group's about. And then I would use things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and good old fashioned face to face
1: to, to minister to students. Yeah, I would say if you're gonna do a website, keep it super, super simple. The simpler the better because that means the, the less you have to maintain it. Calendar is a huge thing. I think if you think about website, think about the parents and think about them wanting to know what's going on and being able to get that information at any given time. So a website, calendar is huge. Um, Pretty much. I mean, anything else, parents may not use that, may not come to the site, but they'll come to the site if they're trying to get their, set their calendar for the year and they want to know what the youth ministry's calendar is for the year. They would totally be all over that. And that would be something that you may engage with more because you're always thinking about the calendar. You're always talking about the calendar. So keep it super simple if you do one. I think um, I always advise if you can, use a tech system. Students are texting. Right. They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, and you can use that for promotion stuff, but when you want to get in, 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 information in front of your students, in front of your parents, the best way to do it is um, to text. Well, things have gone,
0: gone full circle. Life is secular, right? There's, the pendulum always swings, and it always swings back. Yeah. And several years ago, the reason websites were so awesome and popular, and even Facebook to some degree, was it was on demand. No. Like, I come to you when I want information. So anytime, any place, <laughs> I can log on and I can get what I want. Yeah. And that was super attractive. The pendulum has kind of swung back to it's. it's different than it used to be, but we are pushing information. Mm-hmm. Push notifications, right? Yeah. It used to be a newsletter in the mailbox yeah. or whatever, or a phone call at home now it is we push you through our text message service we push you instagram updates and more and more people actually like to be pushed stuff as long as they don't overdo it that's
1: a great that's a great point push notification i think he brought that's a great point to bring up everything is moving to push notification yeah i want to make you aware of what's going on it's no more stat it's stagnant is is obsolete now everything that's created, is created with a push. And, and fewer and fewer people are taking the initiative to log
0: onto your website yeah. and see what's going on. They're just gonna wait for you to push them an yeah. Instagram update or a tweet yeah. or a, a text message yeah. reminding them to sign up for camp. They're not gonna go
1: onto the website as much as they used to yeah. to see when the camp deadline yeah. is. All right, next question, that's, that's two out of three. The last question, okay. which I think is probably a top, probably one, let I me mean, think a little bit about, but, um, I need to think a little bit about it, but it's how do I, we have a youth worker who's trying to figure out how do I get my students to respond? How do I get my students to show up? Because he's putting on things, students aren't showing up. He's, he's in, even in service there is low activity okay. for students. It's kind of like when is this gonna be over type of deal. So he's trying to think of some tips that could help him engage, get students to engage more. So not so much show up to the event, mostly once they're there, how do I get them to engage more? Both. Both.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, shoot. That's that's probably an age old youth mystery question, right? Yeah, I mean we every one of us asks that. We ask that every week. Yeah. We asked that at our twenty four hour work retreat last week. How mm-hmm. do we how do we reach more teenagers? Yeah. So you know, you got two showing up you wish you had four. Yeah. You've got eight showing up you wish you had twelve. You've got hundred showing up you wish you had hundred and fifty. I mean we all it's just the nature of the beast. Some of it's our brokenness. Mm-hmm. You know, we find value in how many teenagers are coming. And part of it is our evangelistic heart. We know there's a whole lot of lost teenagers yeah. in our communities, and we want to reach more and more of them and see more and more of them plugging in. So it's a yeah. it's it's an obvious natural question that we all ask. My first gut response is avoid the temptation to gauge solely by attendance. Yeah, the success, um, the success. Yeah. You know, um, just because you're not getting a lot of teenagers, it doesn't mean you're not doing really, really good youth mystery. No. In fact, there's a lot of youth groups that have a lot of teenagers coming who we would say they're doing terrible youth mystery, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's just it's, it's entertainment. It's, yeah. it's bribery. It's, it's a big party, but it's not good, healthy youth mystery. Yeah. And then there's a lot of youth groups with three kids who are doing great, great youth mystery. Yeah. How do you grow from three to six, from six to 15? Consistency, time? being available to those teenagers yep. relationships relationships, yep. relationships excellence I mean there is a place for excellence when they do show up what's the product that they're getting yeah um, is you know a lot of times they show up and then we give them something we give them an experience that wasn't worth their time yeah and we just think well of course bring a friend well why would I bring a friend tonight sucked you know um, so you want to put your best foot forward you want to give them a great experience if they come um, I think help, helping them get engaged once they're there, um, that's a tough one. Yeah. I think a lot of that is done outside of the walls of the church. The more time you're spending with students outside of church, when they show up to church, the more they know you, the more they trust you, yeah. the more they know that you're invested and you're not just there only for those 90 minutes on Wednesday yeah. night. Um, the more you engage with students outside of church, the more likely they are to engage in the program inside of yeah. church. Um, and then, you know, make just look at the program you're delivering and how well have you created engaging opportunities? Are the questions open-ended? Yeah. You know, are you just lecturing and every time a student mentions something, you just take that as an opportunity to keep lecturing? Is there some true back and forth? when students have opened up, is it a safe place for them to open yep. up? What's the temperature, not the physical temperature, but like the, the
1: emotional and the safety temperature yeah. of the room? Just a lot of those kind of things. I would say, uh, I mean, I think you, you, you listed off everything you need to do. I think those are all kind of like things that um, will immediate, you'll see immediately um, some change and difference in the students as you think about that. I think in terms of culture-wise, Sometimes we think culture, you know, well, I'm I'm gonna do this to make students um, more engaged. I'm gonna do that, and your culture has never been that. Well, culture changes with time. Not there is no instant, you know, right. with, when it turn, when it when it comes to trying to do a culture shift with your students, wanting them to be more engaged. I that think it's gonna be a slow process. Yeah, it's a slow process, and I don't think it starts with us. Just internalizing that question. Some of it is, but I think get a, get a few students who are there all, every single week, and and bring them into the circle and right. say, hey, That's huge. what um what are some things you would love to see happen in our youth ministry yeah. during our program? What are some things that you like about it? What are some things, things you hate about it? Right? Um, how can we help you? You know, bring your friends to... What can we do to help you yep. invite your friends more to school? The more
0: skin in the game they have, the more ownership of the ministry they have, the way more they're totally. likely to participate. And we've seen that in our program. Totally. Right? I mean, we, we had lots of students coming out to youth group. Yeah. And we, over the last 10 years, have given more and more and more and more ownership to students. And I don't know if that's and caused... And more value. Them, and more value. More value to what they what they They have more buy-in. And, and yeah. I don't know if that's caused our ministry to grow... I do know this, it's caused our ministry to be way more, the students are way more engaged. Way more They're, engaged. They've way more bought into what yeah. we're about
1: because we've given them a bigger piece of the pot. Yeah. And you and think you have to sometimes just think like a high schooler. I think even if you don't have that, that kind of like uh, outlet where you can pull students in, you haven't had that core, I think that starts, if you look at your ministry and you're like, well, who do I bring in? I don't know, I think. Oh, well, that's the timer. Yeah. But I, I think that's when you're looking at like, okay, I need to build some relationships here. Right. If if yeah. I don't have students that I can immediately go, Hey, why don't you guys come, let's go grab a Coke or some pizza and let's let's talk. Yeah. And if you don't have that I think you start with some relationships. That's gonna really, really help you. But just just to think in terms of, you know, everything that I like may no, t- not like. To, pay no attention. Pay to no the, attention to the, to the timer. timer. All right, crazy. I love it. Okay, you, you, um, you, Well, that goes back
0: to something we started a long time ago. It's one of our kind of fundamental values. Almost is every, what you do is for them, not for you. Yeah. Right. So what you think they want may not be what they want. Yeah. What you want to give them. Yeah may not be what they want to learn or need to learn, and you only know what you know. And some of what we know is, the more we become experts in adolescent development, we kind of know, but the other
1: thing, the other way we know is by getting to know our students and and asking them questions. This is a simple example, um, but I think, along the lines, think along these lines. We did a, I did a workshop this past weekend, and I was speaking on Christianity. Well, to open up, I was like, I'm going to ask a few questions, play a super simple game. I'll ask the question. If you get the answer right, you get candy. Well, when I start to think about, okay, what kind of candy do I get? I think, what kind of candy would I like as a high schooler? Well, I went and got king size everything. Yes. Because you always look at the small, you only have enough for the small, but you always wish you could buy the king size. So I got the king size and it was 100% participation when I opened up the bag and they saw- If it was a Tootsie Roll. If it was Tootsie Rolls or if it was like- They would have been as engaged. They would not have been engaged. And it was simple, simple questions that I threw out. Did our students know
0: any of the questions about Christianity?
1: Yeah. Oh God. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but they, I do some tricky I, ones. I, I threw Josh, some really I hate to, <laughs> I hate to, have, to, have, to have Josh <laughs> yeah. if they you know. I threw some tricky ones in there, but the idea was super simple and I thought my idea was what kind of candy would make me want to be engaged, right? Okay, yeah. super simple. Easy. It didn't cost Easy. me. Okay. We probably paid maybe like 10 bucks for right. it. Right. So it didn't cost much, but the payoff was huge because it got students thinking, yep. those who wouldn't raise their hand are raising their hand. Cause they, hey, what you know. what would so. you do for a Klondike bar, right?
0: What would you do for a... Guys, <laughs> we've had All a great right. time talking to you. Email us questions. Yes. Let's Talk Youth Ministry at gmail.com. Right down here someplace at the bottom is a button if you want to subscribe to the to podcast. The YouTube channel. To the YouTube channel, and... If you want to listen on iTunes, you can go find us on iTunes. Let's Talk Youth Ministry. Let's Talk Youth Ministry. We'll see you guys next time.